Okay, Elle, pop quiz. Where is your go-to for cute handmade gifts and or just a little shopping spree for yourself? I feel like it's Etsy every time, right? It's like Crafting Central, Gift Central. But what if I told you there was a dark and kind of sinister side to Etsy lurking in the corners? From haunted dolls to books and Bibles, there's one Etsy shop selling everything from one of the most haunted mansions in America, the Saddamsville Rectory. You have me sold? Okay, I'm ready to go online shopping. While I'm not sure I believe in haunted objects, there's something incredibly creepy about a possessed doll from a haunted mansion. So get ready, my gruesome friends, because this story is guaranteed to disturb your dreams. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, your evidence expert, believer in all things paranormal, overly caffeinated, one half of this podcast. And I'm Eleanor, the perpetually stubborn skeptic, always ready to be scared, but always ready to poke holes in a spooky argument. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we'll dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, as always, we are so happy to have you guys along for the ride. I feel really connected to this one because it was kind of an accident that I stumbled upon this mystery in itself. Uh, I was up late one night browsing Etsy, as you do, and I stumbled into what seemed to be like a virtual yard sale for this haunted mansion place. I feel like there's so much to this. It's absolutely bananas. I don't even know what to call it. Like an absolute like demon infested hellhole, perhaps. <laughs> you pulled that one out of nowhere. I don't know what to call it. Perhaps a demon infested hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> I love Etsy, actually, so I feel like I'm already invested in the story knowing absolutely nothing. It's kind of become like cosplay central for me. So I do a lot of Etsy browsing and I have never happened upon a, a haunted yard sale. Only you, Loie. Only you. Oh, yeah. It's like the Etsy algorithm. They know what you buy and they know what I buy. <laughs> they know their audience. I'm getting anime body pillows and you are getting... <laughs> Haunted Mansion Yard Sales. Okay, so for those of you wondering what the Saddamsville Rectory even is, a rectory is a clergy house of sorts uh, where priests in a certain area will live. This particular clergy house rectory, uh, the Saddamsville Rectory, opened in 1891 to accommodate the priests living in Saddamsville, a neighborhood in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, a house for priests. How have we ended up here where I am describing this place as a demon-infested hellhole, potentially? Well, here is where this particular house gets its chilling past, why it's believed to be demonic, and why there's so much around it, why these items are being sold on Etsy for quite the price. Back in the 1800s, Father Donald McLeod, who resided there, was struck by a train and killed on his way to provide a sermon to an ill woman. I mean, we are just diving right in. 
You said haunted. <laughs> I mean, hey. Death number one. And of course, this winds up just being one very unfortunate death in a series of mysterious and I guess kind of sinister experiences that wound up happening around this particular house. Now, one thing that I think is often categorized with some religion is uh, inappropriate behavior towards children, which is hard to talk about, but true. And I think it's silly if we ignore it. Right. And the rectory was really, unfortunately, no exception to this absolutely disgusting behavior. It was rumored to have housed a priest uh, who was anonymous and unnamed that abused children. Super sick and awful. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) the worst. So I truly hope he was immediately thrown out and burned at the stake. And back in the 80s, it was rumored that the rectory held a brutal, brutal dog fighting ring in the basement. Now, when you fast forward into like at least the 2000s, the rectory was kind of opened up as a tourist attraction of sorts. Okay. So it no longer housed priests. And I think that like the idea of like priests living in a clergy house also probably died out over time. I mean, I don't know for sure. There might still totally be people who do that, but at least in 1980, I'm pretty sure it was still priests living there. What I'm getting at is how sure are we that these things happened? Are these things that have been recorded at the like clergy house, at the rectory, and now we know about them and we're wondering, oh, this could be why it's potentially haunted? Or are these things that have come into public consciousness in the past couple decades as it's become a tourist attraction? The one that we're sure of is, unfortunately, Father McLeod. Father McLeod, that's what I thought. That's what I was hoping against. Yeah, I know. I wish that... uh if the other two were true, they're god-awful, but I wish at least those people would go off somewhere um, and get the punishment they deserve. But those two are rumors, and I don't think that they're modern-day rumors. They really date back with the rectory because the rectory has held this, like, mysterious, like, haunted history and, and thought to be this, like, really, really demonic bad place for a super long time. So in terms of you know, the two out of the three that I gave you. We don't have exact records of either of those. I think that things like a dog fighting ring or, you know, what I said previously, unless you have it all on paper and it's published, it's kind of hard to keep track of, especially with how long ago it was. You just had to be there, I guess. (laughs) I probably aren't, yeah, I guess, diary entries on things like that. I'm just curious because anytime something becomes like a tourist attraction, I always start getting, you know me, you know me, I always start getting a little a little suspicious of things like that. But those seem honestly too just like sad and weird to be made up. So creepy place. I guess that this one lends a certain like hand of credibility in my mind, because to me, I feel like why would anyone want to think that this priest house is like this god awful place? Like why why would it garner this reputation and then have this kind of like haunted pattern of behavior? Otherwise, because I think the people who did own the house, especially up until um, the current owners took over, which we'll talk about a little bit later, they did so in like the 2010s, as far as we know. So I just don't know why anyone would want it to have like that connotation. But that's just my brain, of course. That's a good point. We now know that the rectory is closed because of the current owners. Now, This is Terry Scott and Tim Raziel. 
These two bought it, at least from what I understand, in hopes of actually renovating it for the Midwest Preservation Society. But they literally quit because the place is so haunted. So they don't own it anymore. But when they did own it, they were running it as a tourist attraction. Well, here's the thing. We think it's still them, but we don't know. The Etsy shop doesn't give any names as to who is selling the items. There's no like record of sale anywhere online. This rectory, this this mansion has actually been on three different, very popular ghost hunting TV shows. It has been featured in Haunted Collector, My Ghost Story, and our favorite ghost adventures. Now, some of the claims from all three shows and also just personal claims from the current owners include horrible, horrible scratches from inside the building. Actually, in the episode, the crew of Ghost Adventures kind of like looks over evidence and photos and stuff, and you can see these like deep claw marks. The owner at the time of the Ghost Adventures episode claims to have been pushed violently by something, while others who had been inside of the rectory even claim to have been bitten. Do you know the like ratio of times they go? I, I assume on every single episode they find something haunted, right? Are there ever episodes where they go and there's just nothing? I've seen episodes where there's been like a bump or something, but a lot of the times they end up explaining away a lot of the situations. Like it'll be like, hey, you have a draft here, but not at the rectory. Interesting. I've always been curious about that because with ghost shows, you have to, I mean, you have to get enough paranormal footage to make it interesting for an audience, which is, I think, far more than you would normally encounter something paranormal organically. So I've always been curious. But this sounds like, at the very least, it was a dramatic episode, even in the canon of Ghost Adventures. I mean, thus far, I'm not inclined to disprove this story. Because, for clarification, I call myself a skeptic, but I do believe in ghosts. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe in 99.9999999% of evidence I see of ghosts. But I do think they're real. So, I don't know. It's all kind of lining up thus far. We haven't gotten to the Etsy store yet. Well, let's take a gander into the Etsy shop itself then, because what is on there is equally as fascinating as the history of the rectory itself. Now let's talk about the Etsy shop itself. And like we said, we're frequenters of Etsy, but I feel like I've never seen like a haunted mansion yard sale, to say the absolute least. No, never that. You've shown me individual haunted items, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's almost always something that like somebody happened to own and they're selling one of them because it's scary. And it might have a high price, but they're not like a haunted shop for the most part, right? Yeah, usually. And I mean, there are like metaphysical shops, all of that stuff. I could go on forever. But specifically, the rectory, of course, opened up an Etsy shop and it kind of seemed to happen out of nowhere. No one had really heard anything about the rectory for a while. I feel like it's not really like still kind of like popping in the media. You know, it's not super relevant, mm -hmm. but seemingly everything must go in this Etsy shop out of nowhere. This is kind of an interesting concept. Are they claiming that all of the items are haunted. And if not, it's so weird to me, <laughs> like no Tino shade, but it's so strange to me to just like buy things that happen to be from a place that might be haunted. Like, I, I guess, hey, listen, I buy some weird 
stuff. So literally no shade. But are they claiming that all of these items have some kind of haunt attached to them? Or is it just like, this place is haunted. Here's a doll that was also in here. They're selling haunted, supposedly haunted items or just things that were in the rectory, which includes dolls, books, trading cards, Bibles, and crosses. And these things do not come with a little price tag. Examples of what is uh, sold on the shop, I know I gave you guys kind of a broad list. We have a haunted clown doll selling for $150. This is a musical porcelain clown doll sitting on a pillow that twirls around it. A magical existence. We also have a haunted book selling for $200. This is titled Virgil's Need, And this was found in the rectory library. Now this is a rare book, no matter what, even if it doesn't have like a paranormal attachment. It's a super rare book, over a hundred years old. The copyright in the book is dated 1896. This belonged to one of the priests. And a lot of the books, like I said, that belong to the priests, I'm not sure about this one specifically, are like signed or, you know, dated, etc. We also have a wooden cross. These priests probably just like had these books and signed them because they were like priests and now they're being sold as like haunted demon books. This is so bizarre. This seems like a mix of stuff that they like are pretending existed here and or things that are not haunted in any way, <laughs> right? Why is this book haunted? Why is it a haunted book? It's just old. Listen, I'm not I'm not denying what you're saying. However, I, I leave myself suspended in my believer ways because I want to believe it's real so bad. I want to believe that my bear came from the rectory. If none of that is your speed, we have a wooden cross selling for $75. Now this was found in one of the priest's rooms from the 50s. So like you said, kind of just things that existed. Okay, 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 okay. With this shop, no returns are allowed. They have had 90 sales, uh, 91 now, cause you know, I bought something. And uh, five star reviews from 51 people with purchases ranging anywhere from 60 to $300. I'm certainly not discrediting the shop. I imagine most people are very happy with their purchases because you can't possibly get something and prove it's not haunted, right? You see it, the item in the picture and it comes and you're probably like, oh, this is old and spooky. Five stars. I'm not even discrediting the haunting. I think that's probably also real, but I've yet to see any evidence that any of these things in the Etsy store, and hey, maybe when your bear comes, I might be eating my words. You might hear me in a couple weeks with scratches all up and down my body because Barrington didn't like that I was talking smack, but I've yet to be convinced. There is a warning on each and every item, which reads, warning, this item may have a paranormal attachment. We want you to be well aware of what you're purchasing prior to making your selection. I will say really quickly, as someone who really delves into the metaphysical side of Etsy, listen, I'm a Crystal Levin girl, like I love that kind of stuff. There's actually like a really mandatory Etsy disclaimer that's like, hey, this is all for entertainment purposes because you, you can't prove anything is paranormal or haunted or anything. So in order to abide by like the rules of these sites, you have to say that, but I didn't see it on any of these items. Was there ever any evidence of a haunted item at the rectory? Because none of what I heard about the haunting was related to an item. I don't really think so, but we do have like reviews from the Etsy page from people who bought these items to look at. We have one from Dave in March of 2021, who purchased both a painting and a doll. He's a repeat buyer. 
Now, in his review, he goes into more depth, but basically a quick summary, he put a meter on the doll that he uh, bought from the rectory. Now, there are like EMF readers and stuff. Remember when we played Phasmophobia, the ghost hunting game? I sure do. Remember when there was like the little gray thingy and it like lit up to five if it detected spooky waves in the air? So uh, Dave put this meter near the doll and it looks basically like it gives off an electrical current. The temperature of the doll also dropped to 66.6 degrees. And he claims to have caught this on video, although there doesn't seem to be a link anywhere. In September of 2020, one buyer who I think you pronounce that name, Deanie, they bought a doll. The first night that Deanie had his doll that he bought from the rectory, he claims to have had a disturbance on his TV and he had to restart the TV modem entirely because TV was just screwed. And then in October of 2020, one buyer uh, named Minix also bought a doll, a lot of dolls being sold. I think people believe that dolls are super haunted. How many of the priests had dolls? <laughs> We're curious. That's a great question. I really don't know. But the, there's lots of dolls being sold. Now, Minix claims one hour, one hour, very quickly. After getting the doll, she got a terrible headache. And during the night, she saw ghost shadows along her walls and even heard a girl laughing to herself. I'm not calling any of these people liars by any means. I think people really want to believe this stuff. And I think when you spend $200 on a haunted doll and your TV glitches for a second, you're like, oh, it's the doll. It's got to be the doll. It's got to be the doll. Or if you've been waiting for this haunted doll to arrive for a month that night, you might think the shadows look more like ghosts. People, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a bad thing to profit off of like hauntings. It probably is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a legitimate business. Do you think any of the objects would be haunted or do you would you believe in the credibility of the ones that did come from the rectory? Would you believe that they could have some weird energy around them? I mean, as much as I believe that any old item could, like I wouldn't necessarily believe that they weren't haunted, I guess, but I would not believe that they were. I mean, there are lots of old houses that have like old books in them or libraries have a ton of old books, but I don't think that they're haunted. I can see that. I feel like things that really came from the rectory, if every rumor about that place was true and all of these things are happening there and everything crazy is happening to anyone who tries to investigate, like scratches in their backs and bite marks and pushes, it sounds like something really like sinister is kind of lingering. Oh, I agree with that. I fully agree that there's something creepy happening at the rectory. I just don't agree that it would ever leave on an item sold on an Etsy shop with a bunch of dolls that probably did not originate from the rectory. I just have not been given any evidence that there's anything attached to items. We really want to know what you all think of this episode. So you can tag us on social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. Tell us your thoughts about the rectory. Is it haunted? Do you believe that the items are really from the rectory? Or do you think that someone's just having a bit of a yard sale. Thank you all so much for listening. We are your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved diving into the world of internet urban legends with you. You can find all episodes of Internet Urban Legends for free exclusively on Spotify. 
Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, Ed Simpson, Brent Montgomery from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Michael Motion. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, John Cohen, and Kristen Acevedo. It is associate produced by Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Emma Gladstone and Kyle Dearborn. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome.